Hello everyone, my name is Felipe and this is the podcast Life with AI. The podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that I really like, which is artificial intelligence for images. And in this subject, we are going to talk about neural networks, which is a really hot point of research in the AI field. So why, when we are talking about artificial intelligence for images, we want to solve some tasks. One of these tasks can be classify images. So imagine that you have an image and you want to say if there is a cat or a dog in this image. And imagine that you have another image and you want to say if there is a person or not in this image. And even more, if there is, there is a person in this image, we, we want to know who is this person. Facebook does it a lot often to, to tag people on photos automatically and even detect some objects in photos. We have a lot of other tasks. These are just some examples. For a start today's episode, I'm going to talk the difference between artificial intelligence algorithms and normal types of algorithms. So for normal types of algorithms, we give a set of commands and the algorithm will execute them. If these comments were done correctly, the algorithm will solve the problem. And what's the problem? The problem is, for each problem, we need a different set of comments. We have a lot of problems, and for each one of them, we need to code a, to give the algorithm a different set of comments. And that's where AI goes in. Because for AI algorithms, we give a set of comments to teach the algorithm how to learn. And if he learns how to learn, he will be able to solve every problem. In practice, we have different algorithms for different tasks, but there are not that many algorithms and, and they are able to solve much better than classical algorithms every big uh, subject of problems, such as image, text, and other, and videos, for example. So let's talking about artificial intelligence for images. We currently use algorithms called neural networks to perform tasks in images. So neural networks were pr proposed in 1940, and, but the first usable algorithm was proposed only in 1960, so 20 years after, after. And it's important to say this because people think that it's a quite new field, but no. Since 1940, someone had already proposed neural networks. And the goal of the neural networks is to simulate how our brains work. So how our brain works. Our brain has a lot of connected neurons that process information and propagate it to other neurons until we can understand what happened. So we get the information, we propagate this information from one neuron to another neuron to another neuron until we understand what happened and we can take an action, for example. And a cool, a cool thing about our brain is that we have more or less 86 billion neurons per, per person. So that's quite a lot. And this is much more that we have in artificial intelligence algorithms. Of course, because our brain is much more powerful than a computer. So, as I said that neural networks simulates how, how our brain works, 
how neural networks work. So they have also neurons and the neuron process the information and then propagate it to other neurons. The only difference is that these neurons is arranged in form of layers because our brain, we don't need a layer, a layer of neurons to propagate information. They can have any structure, but for the computer, we need to, to put they into layers and a set of neurons in each layer and each layer propagates the information for the next layer and so on. So neural networks, as I said, is an artificial intelligence algorithm. So they learn how to make these predictions. And what the algorithm aims to learn is how much information we should propagate from a neuron to another. The problem is this architecture doesn't work that well for images. Why? Let's talk, let's think about uh, an image of good resolution. For example, 1024 pixels. To propagate the information from the first layer to the second one, we would need 1 trillion connections between these two layers, which is impossible to a computer to compute. So what's the solution for this problem? Once again, the human brain. How our, how our brain process images? The researchers studied our brain and they, they realized that to process images, we identify shapes and we identify ruler shapes and more refined shapes. So let's think about uh, an example here. How do we differentiate between a building and a house? A building is a vertical object and has a rectangular form. A house is an horizontal object with also a normally a rectangular shape. So by just saying that a building is in the vertical and a house is in the horizontal, we are able to, to distinguish between a building and a house. But we can have some more difficult examples. Imagine how to differentiate between a cat and a dog. And let's say that the cat and the dog has the same size, have the same size and the, the same color. So to distinguish between them, we would need to say about the ear of the cat and the dog, which is different, the texture of the, the skin, and maybe, maybe the nose of the cat that is quite different from the nose of the dog. And these are more refined shapes that we want to understand to then differentiate, differentiate between a cat and a dog. And this is what our brain does, and we would need to pass this information to our algorithm. And how we were able to do it, we were able to identify these shapes in an operation called convolution. The objective, the, the goal of the convolution is to catch for each image this kind of shapes. And as I said, we have hover shapes like circles, triangles, rectangles, and we have refined shapes. So the idea is that in the first few layers, we would catch the hover shapes and for each layer, we would catch more refined shapes until the moment that we get the most refined shapes and we are able to do the predictions. So the idea is that we have a lot of layers and each one of these layers will catch some, some kind of shapes. And in the end, it will work.
because our brain does it. Okay, so now that we know already how does our brain works to process images and how does a neural network also work, let's go a deep uh, Let's go deeper into the subject to explain the operations that a neural network does. The first one that we already explained is the convolution. And this is the most important operation. It is so important that the name of the network is convolutional neural networks. The second most important operation is an operation called max pooling. And the goal of this operation is that the researchers saw that the information was not very well propagated between, between layers. So our brain is able to propagate very well the information after he get the shapes. But the neural network wasn't able to do it. So they proposed a operation called max pooling just, that just passed the most important pixels for each part of the image. So instead of passing all the pixels to the next layer, we will just pass the most important pixels. And this is quite simple, and this is the max pooling operation. But after that, they yet saw that we had some problems. And the problem was that the information of the first layers was not arriving in the last layers and was not that important to do the prediction. Even that the whole features are very important to the whole shapes are very important to, to do the predictions. So what did they do? They created another operation, which is they skip connections. And the idea is even more simple than the max pooling idea. The idea is, is that more than just pass the information through layers, we will pass the information of one layer to a layer just just after. So imagine we are in the first layer and we will pass the information for the second, the second to third. And also with the skip connection, we will pass the information of the first layer to the fifth one, the second layer to the seventh one. And this made us able to propagate better the information of the first layers. Now we already know the three most important, at least in my opinion, important operations of the convolutional neural networks. So we just need to say the most important thing, which is how does the network learns? How it is able to perform all this operation and learn? This is the most important thing and we need to talk about it. So it learns as well as a child learn. How does a child learn? Imagine that we get that we give to a child 10 images, 5 images of cats, 5 images of dogs. And imagine that this child doesn't know the difference between any, a cat and a dog. In the beginning, the child will just randomly say that, if, that it's a cat or it's a dog, and it will make a lot of mistakes. And then the mother of this child will tell him or her that this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. And in her brain, the, the child will try to understand the difference between the images and the child will learn how to change his prediction. And then he will predict again 
and mostly he will make make mistakes. So at each time that the child make the predictions, he gets some feedbacks and he will learn and he will get some feedbacks and he will learn until the moment that he understand the pattern of dogs and cats. He will learn how to differentiate between dogs and cats and then it can perform this task this tasks for other images of cats and dogs and this is exactly what the neural network does the difference is that we cannot pass a million images for a child or for even for an adult but we can do it for neural networks so we can give the neural network a million 10 million 100 million images and the neural network will learn through feedbacks it will make mistakes, it will give, uh, have some feedbacks, and it will learn uh, from this feedback, and that's it. That's how a neural network work, uh, learns. That's not complicated. Of course, there are some mathematical and statistical operations inside it, but the main idea is this one. He it will learn through feedback of the mistakes that it made. So now that we already know how does neural networks works, the most important operations, and how does it learn, let's talk about how do we use it in practice. Because in practice, we don't train a neural network from scratch, which means that we don't take a random predictor and give, them, give it a lot of images and through the feedback it learns. Why? Because it's very, very expensive. expensive. We don't have uh, normal people like me and you. We don't have enough computational power to train a neural, neural network from scratch. So what does we do? We use already pre-trained neural networks. Neural networks that works well for huge data sets with a lot of different classes. And the name of the most popular data set is ImageNet. This ImageNet data set has a lot of millions of images and a thousand classes. And why can we use a neural network pre-trained in this dataset to perform different tasks on different datasets? The idea behind it is that we have a finite number of shapes, especially hover shapes. So when the algorithm learns how to classify between a thousand images, we hope that the algorithm knows how to differentiate between a lot of shapes. So we just need to retrain a little bit this network so that the network is able to classify for our specific problem. And we have two types of retrainment, which is the fine tuning and the transfer learning. The fine tuning is when we retrain all of the layers of the network. And we use this when we have a completely different domain. So imagine that you train your neural, you have a pre-trained neural network trained in the ImageNet dataset. The kind of images that we have in ImageNet is like a cat, a, cat, a dog, a house, a car, and this kind of image. So imagine that we want to perform some task in the medical domain. Imagine if you want to detect if a cellule has cancer or not, if our brain has cancer, has a tumor or not. 
This is a completely different domain and maybe there are some shapes that we don't cut in cats and dogs and houses and buildings images. So we just retrain a little bit all of the layers and it works very, very well. And the transfer learning is when we are performing a similar task. So imagine that we train in the ImageNet and we want to detect if a person is happy or not. There are a lot of images of people in the ImageNet dataset. So we can just retrain the last layers of the neural networks that catch the most refined shapes and it is enough to, to perform the task because the domain is quite similar and that's why it works so well. So that's it guys. That's what I prepared to talk to you today. And I will come with new episodes every Thursday, most uh, late in Friday, if I'm not able to record it in Thursday, but I hope I will. And I hope you like the episode. And until next Thursday, guys, bye-bye.